It's one of the most special things I've learned from you, actually, that thing during intimacy. You know, if I'd chosen another person to spend my life with, I may have never had this conversation. Because I came onto the scene so late after you've been- I love that you're calling it a scene. The scene, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Welcome to this really special episode of Secrets Worth Sharing. I'm actually joined with my fiance in this episode. Well, we'll get to chat to you in a second. Um, and this episode is all about discussing dating uh, when someone has been abused as a child. I'm Michael, or Tig, to my friends. Um, so Fear and I have been dating about seven years now. And I popped the question in uh, March this year. We're engaged. Uh, we're engaged, or last year even. So almost a year now. Yeah. And yeah, it's, uh, happy to talk, happy to discuss my experience and everything. Why don't we start by um, first talking about when you found out about me? Do you remember? I do, yeah, I remember it very well. It was actually before we started dating. We were in a play together. Or Sophie was acting, I was producing. And yeah, we, we were in London for the day rehearsing. Yeah, I can't remember how it came about. But there was a lady doing readings, mm. like just like speaking and talking about like tarot cards. It was, I was just sitting there, you know, I, I had nothing to say. I was just there to support you I guess if you were scared of the superstitious stuff I can't even remember because it was all you, it was your cards that were being read I, I was just present and yeah you, suddenly you spilled out this entire story to this woman and yeah I was just this sort of bystander and I'd have been sort of brought along for the ride I kind of fascinating because it was completely new to me I'd never known anyone who'd experienced it or had never known that they had experienced child sex abuse hadn't heard about it at school really either wasn't on the you know, topic list between me and my friends, for sure. Um, and yeah, it was this whole sort of world that opened out before me. We came out afterwards and all of our friends who were also rehearsing, they were just waiting there. You just looked me in the eyes and we just had this really long cuddle. And I look over your shoulder at my friends and I just sort of shook my head at them. I was like, you know, that was, that was deep. Um, but they didn't press or anything. We didn't talk about what happened in that room, though, I don't think, that day. No, just wanted to, I guess move on uh, in a way from that moment and not get into it then. And then obviously after that, we went to Edinburgh, we did the play together and we talked about it in drips and drabs because we were sharing a room um, and there was a lot of time, just two of us. And I think we were starting to get feelings for each other. So we had a lot of conversations. Yeah, I felt like you could open yourself up to me a little bit more um, because we'd had that experience. And also because I kind of was an outsider from my perspective, I think at the time I recognised that probably helped quite a lot. Yeah, so the time I think you came into my life, I was my visa was going through court case with me, right? I didn't want to be at home. The whole reason I even went to this Edinburgh play, which is how I met you, yeah. was because I was like, how can I justifiably be as far away from home as possible? I don't want to deal with it. I didn't have a great relationship with that and back there and people back there. I felt quite broken, but I don't think I was admitting it to myself. I don't know, it was just a way I found of us getting closer. Because for me, when I tell somebody, that is like my ultimate, I trust you and I think we're at a level, at, at least at that time. Now I tell bloody anyone walking down the street. <laughs> but like, yeah. at that time it was like, I, I am telling you this because I really, really feel like mm -hmm. I trust you. I do feel like chemistry has a part to play in the whole, like helping someone deal with like the, the hangover of child sex abuse. Like I've never had a particular way of talking or a particular way of holding you or whatever that can make you feel better. I think I, it's always just been presence alone that you've needed and requested and that has actually helped. Yeah, 
the biggest thing that I have sought from from you support wise has definitely been the physical and the presence I think that's something that drew me to you already as a partner really early on mm. I didn't want an answer I didn't want to talk about it and process it and you didn't have the context anyway you know mm. so mm. I didn't want to talk about it in that sense I just wanted you to know and I think the fact that I was brought in on that journey almost immediately after meeting you has really helped our relationship because <laughs> yeah. we started on that platform of connectivity from almost day one we've had sort of like three stages where when I first met you we first started talking about it I like because I wasn't confident in our relationship I wasn't you know I, I didn't know the story all that well I was just there you know I was just physically present I said some kind words and I hugged you but I didn't do more than that and then the second stage I think when we'd started going out then I think I started to revert to a typical guy way of solving the problem which is to try and like logically analyze it like whenever you had these feelings I'd be like right let's talk about this sometimes even playing like devil's advocate and being like let's try and work through this like with words um which was just completely wrong it didn't help at all um and it, I, I don't know it might help some people um but it definitely didn't help you and so the third stage was then almost reverting back to <laughs> what had happened you know straight yeah. away and, and so yeah just got to sort of find a way to cope with it mm. um and that changes throughout time really like we were just talking about when I first met you, you used to rub your like um your collarbone on your left hand side actually whenever you felt anxious yeah um, I used to do this I used to go like that yeah and sometimes like really like vigorously when you're feeling really bad god uh, I haven't done that in ages yeah 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 so the reason I mentioned that is because that that was something that we used to do all the time and like I started to pick up on it and like I would sometimes like rub your collarbone when you're feeling a bit anxious and it would help and that felt like an amazing thing to do and then after a while it kind of didn't have that same effect we moved to different things very much when I first met you it was very raw and you were almost experiencing symptoms on like a daily basis several times a day um, because of what, everything that had just gone on with the court case it was so visceral for you at that time that I think you needed that really strong physical response and then gradually as it sort of developed into a more like mellow pattern within your life we've found other ways of, of dealing with, with it which aren't quite as overtly physical. Yeah there's two things I want to talk about here so the first one is when I started to actually tell you the story of what happened right mm. it was after that kind of like initial chase stage and like I guess dating girlfriend and boyfriend kind of thing mm. I'd say it was about four months in I can't quite remember if I'm honest but I remember thinking he needs to know the full story about like the yeah. actual abuse and what happened. It's sort of elephant in the room, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, and I was just starting to pick up on, I felt like you had questions, like especially when it came to different types of physical touch, mm. things that I'd gone through, like specifically what was okay and what wasn't okay with my own body and things like that. I was sensing that you might have wanted to ask me or at least know more, but wasn't quite sure how. And we were in your uni room and I just said, look, I think today's a day where I'd quite like to tell you everything, mm -hmm. if that's mm -hmm. all right. And we, I went through it all, didn't I? And I, I explained up until that date how it started with my abuser, things that he did, things that he'd done, the way it gradually got more and more uh, extreme, the way I distanced myself from the situation, the people I told, what happened when I finally told my family, the court case, everyone's different responses. And the whole conversation took, what, about two and a bit hours? Mm. Like, it took a long mm. time. Yeah, early in the morning it was as well. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah like 1am yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, it was gone midnight, yeah. 
I think we were both facing the ceiling. Do you remember? Mm -hmm. I can picture it really We were both facing the ceiling, right? And yeah. I was just talking up at the ceiling. And then we both had a bit of a cry together. And then it weirdly turned into something that was really special and really mm. intimate after. Yeah, yeah. I think because we... You sort of bared so much of yourself to me. I think it's probably the first time you'd seen me with like tears in my eyes or whatever. You know, it was like a really like intense emotional moment. And yeah, I think strangely, it just felt really organic to naturally follow into like some surprising like, intimacy, I guess, after yeah, that. Um, yeah. yeah, it was lovely. I, it's funny, I, there's only a few things I can remember that vividly from my past, but that night is one of them. Definitely. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I one thing I remember from from that point is like I obviously was feeling like incredibly emotional when I heard all this because it's quite an extreme thing to hear. I'd never heard anyone's like victim statements or ever you know ever heard anyone talk about child sex abuse that physically I guess before. And I remember sort of yeah tearing up a little bit, but thinking it's not about me. Let's not you know I didn't want to show that to you. And I tried to just take my own emotion out of it because I didn't think that would help necessarily. That's something I, I thought well, might be quite fun to talk about. What you expect from someone you've disclosed to, what you expect from them emotionally, because um, we've never really talked about it. My sort of way of doing it has always been to take myself out of it emotionally. I'm not, I've never been sure if that's something that you've wanted. You've been curious and you've asked me like, what would happen if you saw or met my abuser mm. what would you do then and I I guess maybe it's because I'd always been taking my emotions out of the picture but I'd never been in a position where I felt like vicious like hatred or anything towards them that's something I think that's been really interesting for me is that you never met my abuser mm. whereas my ex did know my abuser right and not only knew them but I had to go to parties with them and things yeah. like that and mm. I've always been really curious because he very much took my lead. In my family, we do like a secret Santa every year, but only for the adults. Mm. And my first year of secret Santa, I got my abuser. And my ex went, forget about it. I'm sorting it. And literally just went to a like the charity shop and just bought the most random thing. It was like, mm. wrapped it for me. It was like, sorted, it's done. When I, when you first heard about me saying about that I'd gone through this, did it change the way you thought about me? Yes, I think so, definitely. Pretty much overwhelmingly positively, to be honest. Mm. Just to think like you've had that much to go through from such a young age. Because the first time you talked about it, you did say, you know, that it happened to you very young and you'd kept it for basically a decade until you were forced to talk about it. You talked about how hard it was for you to sort of keep stum, you know, with all your friends and family and everything like that in what was a very complicated situation. And I just thought, you know, when I was an eight-year-old, you know, I was just reading Captain Underpants books and, like, everything was so, like, bright and cosy. You know, because I think that innocent stage of a child's life is something really precious. And I think that really needs to be sort of cherished. And that was a real eye-opener for me. And, yeah, I just thought, what strength, you know, from that early age to have understood that you didn't want to ruin your family's life by pushing that out. And you, you thought, with such a sense of duty, I'll keep that within myself. But then that is also a very childish thing to do as well, isn't it, in a way? Like, children like status quo in a way, and they, they don't like to suddenly throw things out there and think, this could upset everything. 
and what if mummy will get annoyed with me and when they don't have that full amount of information and the context to know that actually mummy won't get annoyed with me you know all of this was just going through my head and I thought Christ what a life this person's had obviously I felt pity as well you know which is I guess natural but also a privileged thing to feel I ask you because a lot of people are nervous about telling their partner or someone they're dating mm. for fear that there's a lot of shame and not to put it really crudely but like you're tarnished meat kind of thing yeah. or you're a tragic person or I suddenly look down at you as somebody who's had this rubbish happen to them kind of thing or also the fear mm. of their partner just not knowing what to say and just completely rejecting it or that it completely changes the relationship in a way that they're not happy with to the point where they're like, I wish I just stayed silent about this. I can honestly say I never, well, I can't, at least I can't remember thinking that. And it certainly didn't put me off you um, in any way, you know, that, but again, that might be because it's almost the first thing I learned about you. You know, I think we are a very interesting case in that way. I mean, I haven't dated many people, admittedly, but there was someone I was like sort of seeing. I told him about what had happened but the way I decided to tell him was because it was around the time I had to write my victim personal statement so it's like a piece of paper that says everything that's gone through to you as a, as a victim's perspective and how it's affected you and I was in the middle of writing it and I just had a day where I was like oh this is so annoying that I have to write this on top of all my schoolwork and I just showed this person that I was kind of seeing and I was like oh I'm just writing this thing and like I just thought it'd be interesting to tell you that this is what I'd gone through and what do you think and they were just looking through it and was like why are you telling me this like I don't understand like, why is this here why is this in front of me I don't want to read it like what and, th and then we just and I was just like oh okay and then I just never brought it up with them ever again and I just remember making a slight mental note of like okay this person isn't ready to talk about this but also doesn't have the emotional capacity to talk about this it's kind of affected the way that I see them and I don't know if this is the right thing to share, but I've always used it as a bit of a litmus test for friendships mm -hmm. and for relationships, obviously. I'm starting to learn in myself what a good response is. And there's things that you say that I don't always agree with. Like even just now, the thing you said about the, you know, mummy, of course, will be fine with it. Well, that's actually sadly not the case for quite a lot of people. It doesn't always happen for everyone mm, that yeah, they yeah. have that. But that's the thing. Like there's things that you've said that, I don't necessarily agree with, but we can still have that discussion, right? Mm -hmm. Because the heart of what you're trying to do is that you've put me first. Yeah. Whereas there's been other people in my life who, even if they've said the wrong thing, I see and I feel through the intention that maybe they don't care enough about me or about the relationship or whatever it is mm -hmm. to show that show up in that way. You know, it's part of your career now as well. And it's part of part of your personality to be open about it. I wanted to move on a little bit to talk about um, some side effects that I have mm -hmm. that I think are part, mostly due to my abuse that I think you see a lot more than other people. The first one I kind of wanted to talk about was maybe more intimate moments without going into too much details <laughs> but you said a lot about like the fact that I rub my collarbone when I'm mm. feeling anxious a lot of people don't know that another thing that I used to get a lot was like little ticks do you remember yeah yeah definitely. I used to like if, if something was mentioned like 
I see a picture of a similar pajamas that I wore when I used to get abused or like I think about the area or even like sometimes the countryside. My abuser loves the Queen. So for me, the royal mm. family, for many reasons, but partly for this reason is a bit like sus for me. I used to just do like, do you remember like, like mm. a little tick? Mm. Very subtle. Not many people know it. And particularly during more intimate moments, I felt in times where I was more triggered, this would happen a lot more. And I'd, mm. I'd like to chat about how we dealt with that. Sure, sure. Um, so I think the first few times it happened, it's obviously like a bit of a weird experience because I think whoever you're being intimate with, if you then have that experience and you are triggered in some way, I think that person that you're with is naturally going to think like the boundary between me and her abuser is almost like being taken away or almost like being merged into the same person unconsciously in their mind which is a it's hard to like to comprehend really and come to terms with it is an unconscious thing you can't help it um it's hard to deal with but also like i think so the first few times it happened to us we you know we just completely stopped being intimate um we just let it go talked about it hugged it out went about our lives but afterwards i think we were more able to just almost snap out of it and, you know, I developed things like focusing you on me as a person, you know, it might have been activating like a memory of me and you or like focusing you in on my face or whatever, almost like reminding you that it's me. Mm. I guess that sounds like quite a natural thing to do when you the person is thinking like, oh, you know, that person I'm with is slipping into my abuser. It's a natural thing to go, no, I'm not it's me yeah. um but there are different ways you can you can do that and it's it's sort of a bit like the dissociation dissociation dissociate what <laughs> disassociation yeah. yeah it's the same thing really in a way so do you want to talk about the symptoms there yeah before i do i just wanted to say um it's it's one of the most special things i've learned from you actually that 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 thing during intimacy because I didn't even realise that I was starting to do it, but there'd be like certain ways we'd touch or hug or like certain... Um... It's my hands, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. your hands. It's your hands. Mm. Especially if I can't see you. So like in, mm. in moments where I can't see you, I instantly, I'm taken back to that place and I hate it. I mm. hate it so mm. much. And I remember because it first started happening at uni when we just had got together mm. and I was finally like so happy fallen in love and all of these things and then all of the time that I was getting intimate with this person be taken back to that moment from mm. the person like from the person I love the most and then the person whose trust who's broke my trust the most they were as you said merging mm. you just literally just look at me you'd be like it's just me just look at me mm. it's just me and it would help so much. And I don't even know where you it's, got that idea well, from. Well, it's simple, isn't it, I guess, really? but Yeah, I yeah, guess. But effective. even I didn't even think to know that that's what I needed. Mm. I was offered therapy after the court case and I, I didn't felt like I needed it mm. at the time. Um, but in uni, I was got a lot of deadlines, a lot on my plate. I was trying to deal with all of this court stuff. Then found out that my abuser got out of jail with not to my knowledge and it was the social worker who'd messed things up that then told me by accident and it suddenly was like whoa like there was an area of my life that I really thought I had in a pocket 
and it was in my control. And whenever it was brought up, it was because I had brought it up or it's because I'd entered a space where I knew it was going to be brought up. Mm. And then all of a sudden these worlds started merging and then that started happening with my romantic relationship. I just, it was, I was really struggling and I went to the counsellor at uni and well, that's a whole other experience. Yeah. My counsellor crying on me and then I had to comfort her <laughs> and then coming back to you and being like, I've never done this before, but I swear they're not yeah, supposed to cry yeah. to you. That is ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Looking back, it was what, four months in? It's a mm. lot to deal with about somebody when you're first dating. And I was really worried that I would become a burden almost to you. Like I knew you still loved me and supported yeah. me, but we're also still getting to know each other. Am I too much? But actually, you never made me feel like that because you made it so that I could process and think about these things. And it's only now that I look back, I'm like, wow, like not me personally, but my life meant that there was quite a lot for you for yeah. us to deal with in that sure. early stage sure. of our relationship. Um, one thing that I wanted to touch on was when you said that me coming out publicly meant it was easier for you to talk to your mm. friends about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, because I'm necessarily a bit old school, I don't. I never talked about it to my friends. I never really, I briefly mentioned it to my mum and she was really good. We had a chat with, we had a chat together and she was very kind and And understanding. And I knew that you were going to do that. And yeah, exactly. And you'd given me um, your permission. A lot of people put us on a pedestal as a couple, which I love, obviously. (laughs) But I also think there's moments where it's nice to be open about the fact that we are obviously dealing with things as well within our relationship and this is one of them and Mm -hmm. I think being open about that it's certainly made us stronger as a couple that is not to say I wish that I'd had this experience it's not to say that I'm happy this happened to me but I'm really trying to take the positive from it and I think this part of our relationship and us being open about it is Mm. part of that and because we've had to deal from it deal with it from early on we've naturally developed better ways of communicating yeah and being completely honest and open with each other which I think has been very helpful in our relationship one of the other things I'm most grateful to you has been your understanding in the fact that you can't necessarily support me on this in every single way I need you Mm. to right because no one can like I don't expect you to be like my therapist and just in life you have different friends for different aspects of your life I have different people I go to for different aspects of this you know there's some family members who I go to a lot to speak about the family side I still talk to my ex about it a lot from the cultural side and Mm. understanding how to Mm. deal with it from a Vietnamese perspective which is obviously something that you can't um, advise us in Um, And then I speak to my other friends who have experienced it as well from that kind of like victim survivor mentality, right? And I think what's really special about our relationship is that one, I come to you, especially in terms of the intimacy, the side effects, the disassociation, and also just to feel held, like you're very good at just like letting me chat all the time. Um, But you've never once made me feel like I wasn't putting you for, like I was put like, oh, how dare you not put me first in letting me be the one that you always go to about this problem sure. and understanding that you can't necessarily feel that need for me in every aspect. And I think you overlook that a lot when you talk about ways you support me, but that is one of the biggest ones. As That's well. interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, obviously, like we've opened up quite a lot about our relationship and we really hope if you're going through something similar or thinking about going through something similar, 
all we ask is that you tell one person, just say, by the way, we've seen this series. It really helps us to spread the word. And I think it helps you to plant the seed for other people. And I think you'll be quite amazed at the kind of responses that you might get in response to that. Um, yeah, like definitely use this episode as a way to think about how you might want to handle that. If that's something you want to look for in your relationship, if at all. And We'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for coming. This Thank is you. such a big deal for Tick. He never does things like this for me. So this is a, this is how you know it's a topic close to our heart as a couple. Yeah. Thank you. If you want more bite-sized content, we also have a webisode version of this episode called The Secrets Out, which focuses on more do's and don'ts for your own conversation. Find us on YouTube or by going to www.secretsworthsharing.com.